we have a six-foot black male who's going to be heading down to the beach area, reference that disturbance call. What beach area? The, the attacking party. I believe so. Nobody here wants to give any information whatsoever. But the CP is not here. Clearly, we cannot currently have him on yet. 617, clear. Green hat, yellow and gray shirt, tacky shorts. 317, clear. Property area. He's heading down towards the water. And that's the CP. That's affirmative. Over the July 4th weekend, a group of people physically assaulted local resident Vox Booker at Lake Monroe. The racist incident was caught on cell phone video by a number of witnesses. After the assault, Booker said he was diagnosed with a minor concussion, some abrasions, bruising, and some ripped out hair patches. He said some of the five men who assaulted him were wearing Confederate flags. Booker said he and his friends met at Lake Monroe to see the lunar eclipse. On their way to the park, Booker said they encountered a large white male who seemed drunk and wore a hat with a Confederate flag print on it. Quote, We noticed he began following us in an ATV, and we stopped as he drove behind us, and then he stated we were on private property. End quote, said Booker. Booker responded that he believed the organizers of the lunar eclipse viewing received permission to be on the property. When he arrived at the event, Booker said he told the event organizer what happened. According to a Facebook post by Booker, he was informed that the man who followed them on the ATV was not the property owner. Booker said he informed his friends that were on their way to the lake to use the public beach entrance to avoid any conflict. He said he later found out that a group of men had blocked off the public beach entrance with a boat and ATVs, saying it was their land. In his Facebook post, Booker said when people attempted to cross, the man yelled, quote, white power, end quote, at them. Booker said that he and a friend decided to walk back and attempt to have a conversation with some of the, quote, more sober-seeming group members and see if we could smooth things over for a bit, end quote. The following audio comes from the Bloomingtonian. It was also posted on Vox Booker's Facebook account. We warn you, the listener, that the following audio is graphic. We're just trying to get out of here, guys. We're just trying to get out of here. Let him go, dude. Let him go. Let him go. Please let him go. Please let him go. We're going to as soon as you let him go. I'm going to. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Get your Yeah, I know. Just like I know no you were. I had no problem. Just like you guys invaded us. You guys invaded us. We were on the great time and you invaded us. No one invaded you. Stupid liberal. That's what you get. Take your on. You're back. Hold on. Are you okay? 
were so amazing. Come Thank on you now. for saving that. Booker said, quote, My enduring gratitude to those who stopped merely being bystanders and acted to aid me, who told the police what they'd seen and heard, and who shared my outrage at DNRs in our prosecutor's office in action. End quote. Vox Booker did an interview with Just Face It with Corey Fair on Sunday. In that interview, he retells the incident at Lake Monroe. The story begins with uh, this Independence Day. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a black person, so I really don't feel that. Uh, the 4th of July didn't win my freedom. Uh, so I decided to go out with some friends who were going to celebrate uh, by viewing the lunar eclipse that night. Uh, it was a short hike to the campsite, maybe about 10 minutes. Uh, a friend and I were going to meet these individuals. Uh, as we were backpacking in, we ran across a large gentleman who seemed quite inebriated. Uh, he had on a large cowboy hat with a Confederate flag print uh, to it. So we were cordial enough. Uh, moved on, and a few moments later, we noticed that the man was following, uh, coming up behind us on our ATV. We stopped, engaged him because he was a property owner. It was private property. Uh, we apologized, uh, continued on, uh, told him that we had mistakenly thought that the event organizer had uh, received permission from the property owner, and we arrived at our event. Uh, Met some individuals, talked to the organizer. The organizer apologized, uh, informed us that that actually wasn't the property owner, uh, that perhaps he was a friend of the property owner, and they weren't aware that they were going to be there. So, just to avoid any type of conflict uh, that might arise, uh, we let uh, folks who were coming know via Facebook that uh, they could simply walk the public beachway around, even though it might be five more minutes. Uh, it was clearly public land. Uh, and so there shouldn't be any conflict. So moments later, we uh, had some friends arrive that said, hey, uh, these individuals have blocked off the beach uh, with a boat and some ATVs. Uh, they're yelling racial, racial slurs at us uh, and chanting white power. Wow. So we thought perhaps it was just the, the, the one drunken individual. There were some other individuals that around uh, that seemed a little level more level-headed. Uh, so we thought, hey, maybe we can just simply engage them, uh, be neighborly, uh, and they can rein in their friends' behavior with them. Uh, so we walked around, uh, asked to speak to one of the individuals. Everything was fine and cordial. Uh, and then the inebriated gentleman came around. Uh, tensions began to rise. Uh, we decided to, believe, to leave before the situation escalated. Uh, as we were walking away, uh, several gentlemen ran up behind us, uh, accosted me uh, and my friend. Uh, in total, five gentlemen assaulted me. Uh, they ended up uh, scuffling with me. I got dragged to a tree uh, where they were able to pin me down uh, and literally uh, yell for little friends to get a noose. Uh, as my body was against this tree, uh, one of the gentleman's teenage daughters, I presume, uh, was yelling for her father to, to let us go. Uh, we were very close to uh, a fairly uh, well-used public uh, access point on the street. So people heard the commotion, and they started to uh, to come to see what was the matter. And as they came and, and intervened, 
Um, people beg them to let us to let me go. They started filming. Uh, more violence ensued. Several people were assaulted, um, and eventually, we were able to uh, get the remaining gentlemen off me. Uh, but then these folks, inebriated with beer cans in hand, continued to follow us for about two minutes, uh, and yell insulting things. Uh, Refer to me as, as nappy headed uh, during the assault. They had I heard uh, that part. Yeah, whipped out close to my hair. Uh, also, um, when I went to the ER the next day because I had some symptoms of concussion, I was diagnosed with a minor concussion. Uh, the doctors noted abrasions uh, and some bruising. Uh, but uh, perhaps the most troubling element of it all was that when we call the authorities, you know, that thing that you're always told to do, uh, you know, when we talk about defunding police, people always say, well, who are you going to call uh, when, when you've been attacked or your house is demolished? So we followed that mantra. We called the authorities. The authorities arrived, and uh, guess what? They came and, and they spoke to these guys before they engaged with us or made sure that none of us need medical care. Uh, they talked to these guys that came back and were fairly adamant uh, in refusing to arrest them. So even at this moment, uh, these gentlemen are still fleeing our community to potentially harm any person of color. Mayor John Hamilton and city clerk Nicole Bolden sent out a press release this morning that said the city would like to express its outrage and grief in response to the two racist incidents that occurred in the community over the past week. The mayor's office later noted on Facebook that the incidents did not occur within the city's jurisdiction, but that the city would work with local and state officials to advocate for justice. The mayor's statement drew praise and condemnation alike on social media, where people noted that one of the two recent racial profiling incidents occurred within the city limits and jurisdiction. Others noted that the mayor's statements rang hollow, given that they did not mention any concrete action the city would take to address racial equity and justice problems within Bloomington. The other incident recounts how a white, plainclothes officer in an unmarked police cruiser who identified himself as a detective from neighboring Lawrence County questioned and detained a black resident who was walking down the street where he lived. The city calls this, quote, an apparent example of racial profiling, end quote. Monroe County Sheriff Brad Swain sent out a press release that said the arena in which the incident occurred was in the Indiana Department of Natural Resources jurisdiction. He stated that the Monroe County Sheriff's Office had no involvement in the complaint called in to the IDNR. However, the Sheriff's Department has received many community requests to get involved in the case. Swain responded to these requests in the press release saying, quote, MCSO has no involvement in this event and has no oversight responsibility over an agency empowered by the state of Indiana, end quote. Booker said, quote, Bloomington, we've had three public incidents involving overtly racist individuals who were then backed by the police within a month. Are we going to wait for a black person to be lying dead in the gutter before we act? When is enough actually enough, end quote. Earlier this afternoon, I spoke with Vox Booker's attorney, Catherine Lyle, over the phone. She told me some of the repercussions the attackers may face, her initial reaction, and what the public can do to help. Here is that interview. 
So first of all, Catherine, can you do your best to describe the incident at Lake Monroe? Well, in a nutshell, what happened, uh, Vox was going to a gathering to celebrate the lunar eclipse on the lake, one of our favorite places to go to in the summer here in southern Indiana. And um, he was initially accosted by some individuals at a campground, and he was able to get past them when his friend started to come to join them at their camp those individuals started yelling white power. Um, And so Vox confronted the individuals about their use of that term, um, and they quickly attacked him. And not only did they confine him and they beat him, he suffered a minor concussion. He has clumps of his hair torn out, and they pinned him by his neck against a tree for quite a long time until his friends um, intervened, and we know one of them took that video um, and were able to get the man in the red shirt to release Vox and let him go. Shortly thereafter, Vox called 911, and it took one to two hours for anybody to come out there and respond during this very explosive time. They were left alone and unprotected uh, by this group of I don't even know what to call them, animals. Um, And uh, I have a perfect cage that they can go in. It's called the Monroe County Jail. So um, when DNR finally did show up, they conducted a terrible investigation. They didn't even secure the video that showed Vox being pinned against the tree. Um, And so gratefully, the Monroe County Prosecutor's Office called them in first thing this morning, and they are reviewing the case. During the time that Vox was being pinned against the tree, they yelled to get a noose, and they threatened to break his arms. And the person that shot the video saw the person twisting Vox's arm and actually thought that it would be broken. Also, the person who shot the video told me the look in their eyes was something he had never seen before on a primal level, and he is certain if he hadn't been there and the other people, they would have killed Vox. When the DNR showed up, did they collect the names of the men who physically assaulted Vox Booker? Hopefully. I have not seen the report yet, but yes, there are ident- the, those identities are known. Prosecutor's Office is taking this very seriously. It's a number one item of business. Now, what kind of repercussions could the attackers face? Well, when I look at that video, I see felonies, and I see all sorts of felonies, including strangulation, criminal confinement, and battery with injury, Um, besides their obvious, to me, public drunkenness. Um, And it really also goes to show the need for hate crime legislation in Indiana. Once again, our state legislature last year voted down a hate crime law. And so we don't have any separate offense that they can be charged with for this obvious hate crime. Um, It can only be used to aggravate a sentence that a convicted person could receive. So one of the things that we want to come out of this is hate crime legislation. And I think Vox is planning when the legislature reconvenes and the bill comes up once again before committee, and it will, 
that hopefully Box can go and testify and share his story and show the video and talk about the need for hate crime legislation in Indiana. I, I kind of want to ask you about personally what your first reaction was when you heard about this incident. Well, when Vox first reached out to me, I was horrified and sickened. Um, first, I read of the account in a private message he sent to me, and then I saw the video. And uh, I, we were uh, immediately determined to begin reaching out to the prosecutor's office, advocating for these people to be arrested and to be locked up. Um, you know, Vox needs a no-contact order. We need those people ordered never to contact Vox or any of his party again. They're dangerous people, and they need to be held accountable. And that's what I thought when I saw and heard of this. The last question I have for you, Catherine, is what can the public do to help bring these individuals to justice? Well, you know, the public right now, the most important thing they can do is to support um, the Enough is Enough and Black Lives Matter movement to continue to be an ally to our people of color friends and to continue to listen to them and to take their lead in what we need to do as their allies to stop white supremacy and racism. People on social media started to identify the names of the attackers. WFHB has not independently confirmed the names. A demonstration in solidarity with Vox Booker is planned for tonight at 5.30 p.m. at the Monroe County Courthouse. For WFHB, I'm Cade Young.